Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is the face of the hill, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast. Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Donnie Jiu Jitsu, Don Strowman, Don DiBiase, the Don of a New Nation. The Donville Team Dream, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, a.k.a. the man that gravity will remembered. And with me this week, we have Eric Eck to fly Trembicki. Welcome to the show. What up? What up? Thanks for having me back. I feel like I finally have returned to the house of Don Cor. We're back. We've had an eventful weekend, even though it wasn't the full extent that we're used to. Yes, yes, but it, it definitely wasn't a eventful weekend, man. It was a blast. I don't know about you. Absolutely. I had a blast. And I realized we, we kind of have like a trend going on now with House of Hardcore. We are pretty much the official podcast of House of Hardcore. And not yes. only are that, but we also somehow almost get kicked out of every House of Hardcore by the same <laughs> security guard. Yeah, I, the, there's definitely, a, if not, you know, not as like a whole, but... You know, we're typically there somewhere between six to ten people deep, and there's usually always maybe one person that does something borderline uh, frowned upon, but regardless, such a good time. Yeah, just like, I thought about it, like, earlier this week, I was like, we literally almost get kicked out every time. Like, yeah. like someone. In, in the past, I don't know, I think, like, the first two was, like, definitely 6'5", and then, like, I don't know. Somehow this time you and Prep almost got kicked out, which I wasn't understanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get it while I was happening. I was like, "Yo, man, this guy just needs to calm down, man. We're trying to enjoy the main event." Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, shouts out the security guy whose name we never know. He didn't always try to kick us out, but still, somehow it's cool at the same time. So whatever your name. Is. Exactly. I, I kind of always want to call him ECW security guy uh, because if you if you watch like some classic ECW shows, you see him there the whole time. He probably Basically is. doing the same thing. He moved a lot better and quicker back then, but that goes with time. Well, he said he goes around with them, so. Yeah. Makes sense. But, yeah, House of Hardcore 39 this past weekend. Matt Mattis was in the building in full effect. It's running down. Like. Man, uh, you know, we, we saw a great show. Uh, saw some, at least for me, some newcomers, some guys I, I wasn't familiar with. Uh, it started off with a Trey Miguel, um, young Latin wrestler that went out there. And, you know, it was a great opener um, to get people hot and ready for the show, get them woken up. Uh, he defeated a guy named Clayton, uh, Clayton Gaines. Uh, it was a, didn't get a lot of time, um, but there was a lot of action. It was a nonstop match. And uh, following that, we went to the second round of the House of Hardcore Television Championship. Uh, we saw Swaggle, which uh, me and Pash talked about this. I mean, Pash is avidly not a fan of the Spirit Squad. Um, not that he ever had anything against Swaggle, but, you know, he said it was never anyone that excited him. But Swaggle defeated Kenny in the second round of the tournament, and they tore it up. Swaggle took him to mini Suplex Burrow. Didn't really take him to the city, but he took him to Suplex Burrow, 
and he was tossing the squad around. It was an exciting match. I don't know about you, uh, Donovan, but this match was enjoyable. Uh, for what it was, yeah. I mean, I'm not really a big fan of either of those either. Uh, Me either. And I mean, I was happy to see Swaggo though. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'll never forget when he got released, and I feel like the first place he went to was House of Hardcore, and you know, I was there, you know, front row and saw him, and I definitely, you know, he was one of many guys that Tommy had come in uh, fresh from getting released from WWE, and I really was like, I don't care about this, and, and no, no disrespect to Swaggle, but. Um, he went out there and tore it up. He's cut a couple promos in the weekly um, House of Hardcore shows that they do every Wednesday on Twitch. And it really puts over his story, really puts him over as a human being. And it gets you invested in him. Um, he was delightful. I talked to him and Matt Cross um, a little bit before the show. Both good guys, uh, stand-up guys. And you know, so I will. I I never really been excited for any any of his matches except for his TLC match against El Torito. But this was a great match. This was fun. I'm excited for him. I'm happy he's moving forward to the semifinals. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> I'm. Uh, I don't know. I was uh, a little. I was impressed with uh, with Swaggle doing the uh, suplexes and stuff. But I mean, as far as it was, what it, as far as what it was, it was it was decent. I wasn't mad at it or whatever. Yeah. Um. Next up. No, well, next up, I'm, you know, I just have in my notes here, there was a, a Adonis, I don't know if that's any relation to the, you know, Adrian Adonis, but uh, he, was, he defeated a Dennis Jackson. I'll be honest, um, I don't recall the match. I, I could have been using, <laughs> I, I could have been using the restroom. I could have been getting another beer. There could have been a lot of reasons why I don't remember this. Uh, no disrespect to these competitors, but the next thing goes on to Alex Reynolds, defeating Crazy Steve, and Alex Reynolds was accompanied to the ring by one of his best friends, good friend of yours, I believe, uh, A1, Mr. Michael J. Friedman. I hate him. Or I'm sorry, Maxwell J. Friedman, uh, Michael J. Uh, so we got MJF coming out there with Alex Reynolds, who defeats Crazy Steve. Um, Actually, enjoyable- I, I trolled him this week on Twitter when I found out that that's what it, that, that MJF meant. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I actually called um, an early prediction, and I I hope this isn't going to be the way it would go, but I kind of pondered the idea of Alex Reynolds maybe going the whole way, maybe winning the thing. I obviously don't really think Tommy wants to put his first championship ever on him, but Alex Reynolds has been there since the first House of Hardcore show. Um, This was my eighth House of Hardcore show in Philly. He's been at every show and competed at every show that I've been to. Um, when Tony Nese said his farewell, he stabbed him in the back, dropped him in the middle of the ring. I could see him going all the way or at least making it to the finals. I kind of, you know, I can have some respect, especially for him just doing a quick, like, real fast job on 205 pretty recently. Um, I got some respect for him getting the, the push out there. He definitely deserves it. Um, with them now approaching 40 House of Hardcore shows and him being there since day one. Um, so <coughs> as as great a heels him and MJFR together, uh, he deserves the push and going to the semifinals. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind him putting the title on him. I mean, like him and, him and MJF, the guy who I hate, um, they do a good job of getting uh, the crowd riled up and, you know, getting them to hate them. And like you said, he's been there since the first one, so I wouldn't yeah. mind him putting the title on him. That just, you know, 
even if he's he's a good wrestler, like and just because he's been there, I don't see why not put the title on the guy's been loyal. So definitely, definitely. Now I got to hear your thoughts on this match because um, I remember a, a little bit of it, but this is—I'll I'll be honest. There was—I forgot the result. Um, I, I thought the finish happened differently, but we have Killer Cross and Bull James in a match. I'm trying. I I remember Bull getting pinned. I remember giving Bull my first uh, Long Island iced tea. Remainder, <laughs> um, or somebody gave him a drink. It might not. I gave someone a drink. I don't know if it was okay. him. Trying to think. Let me look through the car real quick. So I think. It so was. we brief. We briefly saw him. You know, I'm kind of going to jump all over here, but <laughs> we briefly bumped into Bull James um, while we were leaving Tony Luke's afterwards, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to mark out too much. I just hit it with a little bull, bull. Bull chant because he is over in that arena. Yeah. They, he's one of, I don't want to say the few, but he is definitely one of the the guys that that people get unglued for in that arena. He comes out, everyone's off their seat, they're all chanting his name. I thought for some reason he went over in his match. Um, he also did sustain an injury. He's actually no longer. He was booked for uh, House of Hardcore in New Orleans. He's now no longer be able to perform. Uh, he's pr- hoping to make a month quick re- return and uh, a turnaround here. What was the injury? Um, I don't want to. Qu- it has something to do with a different muscle around his ankle, but basically there was like a, he he had a bad landing on his leg. Well, that's interesting because I can't tell if it was him. I think it was this match, and I think Keller Cross did like a flip or a jump or something. And the way he landed on Bull, like he, his knee literally landed on his face. Oof. And it was like kind of rough. Me and Patch both looking like, ugh, like that wasn't a good landing. Like he kind of took that whole knee to the face. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I definitely remember Bull losing. And the crowd definitely gave Crell across a hard time for that. Like yeah, so I mean, it, it was kind of like, um, I think what he's claiming, it was more like he did a kind of inverted bonsai drop, kind of like what Yoko used to do, but not by going off the ropes. He did it in the dead center of the ring. Um, so he went to the ET, uh, ER later, and he his plantar um, fascia, it ruptured. I'm terrible when it comes to reading the medical terms and all that about, like, you know, different muscles. But the rupture, uh, he's anticipating it to keep him out for – about a month. Mm. So tough break for Bull. Uh, we definitely, you know, I anticipate us all making it back to the ECW arena in May when they return. Hopefully he's good to compete by then. Uh, it's funny because I actually remember, I was thinking about this after I read his injury. My first House of Hardcore show I went to, the opening match was Bull James, fresh out of NXT versus Billy Gunn. Mm, Sounds like a good match. It was. It was. I mean, it was another reason why I got sold on the promotion right from the jump. Well, speaking of getting sold on the promotion, uh, we're there in the ECW arena, and we had my good friend Izzy Barrios. He was there with us, uh, lifelong friend of mine. Never a wrestling fan his whole life. You know, he's watched a few pay per views of WWE with me over the years here and there. 
stop on my house, maybe a brawl zone in the background. He catches a glimpse of it. Never been a fan, really. Um, he's had a few matches in WWE, seen our pay-per-view. You know, they called his interest. But Flip Gordon defeating Matt Cross caught his interest. He was hooked. He couldn't believe some of the in-ring work these two were doing. And it shouldn't surprise anyone. Stuff Matt Cross was doing in Lucha Underground, phenomenal. I, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Swaggles, Prep and I were chopping up with him early in the day. We both bought some merch off him. Matt uh, Cross or Flip? Uh, Matt Cross. Oh, Matt, yeah. Cross we, Matt Cross. Matt Cross him, is great. I met him uh, a few times, and I definitely have some merch um, off of him as well. Definitely have some good stuff. Yeah, definitely. His Wrestling is Forever logo is phenomenal. Uh, I've been actually, you know, from all these indie shows been going to, I mean, I, uh, I, I've been rocking with the fanny pack craze heavy to these things. And uh, my WWF one's been getting some abuse. I kind of wanted a, a non-WWE, WWF one for these shows. So this Wrestling is Forever logo one uh, definitely fit the bill. Uh, it was definitely a great pickup. One of my highlights of the night. Yeah, I've got a, uh, a nice gray Wrestling is Forever and Varsity leather shirt. i got to uh, pull out the plastic and see if it fits me uh, the way I wanted to, but... Yeah, nice, definitely nice. dope match out of these two. Definitely like both of these guys. Flip is not an all-in, um, but... Not yet. He's trying to get bucked. But Flip Gordon, nonetheless, is one of the young guys that are out there on the circuit that is literally, like, ripping it up and killing it. Yeah, Prep and I uh, chatted with him briefly, told him, you know, because we, we saw him at a Ring of Honor uh, TV taping a few months back, uh, same arena, and he killed it. Um you know, no knock to the other guys in the flip army that night, but it was eight man tag. Yeah, Four guys from the Bullet Club. On the great things. Yeah, I'm mean, but flip. I don't want to say he carried it, but I mean, he was the one that had the name value, and he killed it out there Absolutely. among everyone else in the ring. Absolutely. Now I, I'm going to get to what is probably my. I'll be biased uh, because he's quickly and arguably my favorite independent wrestler right now. Sammy Callahan defeating the greatest big man in pro wrestling right now, AC Baby, and your good friend, Mr. MJF, in a uh, triple threat match. This way, buys him, and he's going straight to the finals for the HOH Twitch TV title. Uh, Sammy Callahan, always exciting. He, after winning the match, gets out a baseball bat, gets out a steel folding chair, and teases doing the spot that busted open Eddie Edwards' eye right on MJF. Um, I believe you were frantically right next to me, excited and hoping that MJF was going to lose his eye. But <laughs> Nonetheless, Sammy out there putting on a hell of a show. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the finals one way or another, whether I'm watching it or on Twitch, whether I drag myself to New Orleans and somehow make it to wherever they're hosting HOH 40 with Russell Khan. I'm going to have to see it. I hope he goes all the way, uh, the whole way. I'm showing my bias. Any more, any thoughts on the three way? Well, I was trying to figure out, I was hoping AC and baby and, uh, Tyler Hanson out figured out how to win and MJF not win, but I had to pick one person out of it. Um, I'm definitely glad Sammy won. Sammy has like, I think this is my fourth house of hardcore show. And I believe he's been at all four that I've been to. And he's always had like, one of the best matches, if not the best match. Definitely well, the first I, one I it, went to, he definitely had the best match. Him versus it, my favorite independent guy. I, I was going to say, it is on record, you and I both stating our favorite, if it's not our favorite, it's, I mean, it's our 
it's what we would say is the greatest wrestling match we've watched live in person. Uh, we were in the same arena together. I'm on one side of the arena. You're on the other side. Pentagon Jr. in a no-holds-bar match versus Sammy Callahan. That match is classic. Um, I, I, there's so many words. I could go on and on. I remember the last icons we went to. Um, if you remember, there was a guy selling figures or in a table caddy corner away from us. And it, it was his first exposure to Sammy Callahan was the night before. Um, Sammy Callahan had a match and Sammy Callahan went over and I ended up like, you know, I really put over how good he is. I was like, listen, he's like, I enjoyed it. I just didn't know what I thought about his look. I was like the first house of hardcore show I I went to, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of him. I didn't like him in NXT, but by the second time I went, I saw him versus Ricochet. I'm hooked. I'm like, this guy, this guy's got it. I mean, you, you can't not like him after you see him in the ring. Well, yeah, because he seemed up. They, you clearly see they stifled him when he was in WWE because he wasn't. Doing, yeah. I mean, they do it to everyone. You see, you can exactly. see the difference. Like, they stifle people when they get there, so. And, and one thing from House of Hardcore, I mean, I, I, I'm almost, you know, not to slight Sammy, I'm, I'm happy they did what they did with him because this way we get the Sammy Callahan we have. We have Sammy Callahan killing it on the Indies. I believe he's on record to say he did somewhere between seven and nine in indie matches. WrestleMania weekend next year, or I'm sorry, last year, he's already planning to do five, if not more matches this WrestleMania weekend. So that's doing more than one match per night. Uh, he's doing matches in the day, matches in the morning. He never doesn't leave it all out there. He puts on a hell of a show, puts on a hell of a match. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the finals. And yeah, again, I'm showing my bias. I hope he goes the whole way. Well, I can't lie. He actually has, he's a part of two of my favorite House of Hardcore matches. The second one, I'd probably say him and Jeff Cobb. They, they yeah, that that one too. was good. That one definitely was good. It, and I think it's, it's so hard with him right now. Ever since that match against Pentagon, it's hard to put anything else up against it. Yeah. I mean, I had such high hopes for that Jeff Cobb match, and I left there disappointed. Like, ah, man, that's really, like, uh, it just wasn't what it was with Pentagon. And then I rewatched the match. I was like, geez, I'm, I'm an asshole because this match was great. Yeah, it was a good match. It was definitely a good match. It, it definitely <laughs> holds up, and it was almost better the second time I watched it. Yeah, um, I don't know. And I think it's because I, – I and I think it's because when you watch Lucha and you know who's who and you yeah. kind of see stuff play out, you automatically in your head like, okay, this is going to be good because they, they've done stuff on Lucha. So, well, I'm I'm glad you said that because speaking of Lucha and knowing something's going to be good, we go on to the last match of the second round for the Twitch TV title. We have Willie Mack against Brian Cage, a match that I know you and I both have seen multiple times in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. I had high expectations, and they were delivered. Willie Mack can move. Willie Mack is great. Uh, I talked to him the past two House of Hardcore sh- shows after the event. Great guy, and he's super humble, Absolutely. and like he's just like like so mellow. He's like, oh man, like thanks. Like if you got anything nice to say about like his in ring work, it deeply flatters the guy. He he really appreciates any compliment any fan will give him. He he goes over on Brian Cage, who I honestly thought Brian Cage was going to go to the finals. Uh, Willie Mack is now going to the semifinals, and it was a hell of a match. Yeah, the Swarovski took the L. <clears throat> but um, 
I don't know, man. I like it's that's one of those matches where it's like, all right, whichever guy wins, I'm not gonna be upset. Like I like both of these dudes. Exactly, exactly. And I know from watching Lucha Underground, I've seen good matches that Willie Mack goes over, and I've seen good matches that Brian Cage goes over. I knew I wasn't gonna be disappointed. Absolutely, and they just uh, they finished uh, the season too. I think I think I asked him about it. I said, uh, "When are you guys done?" He's like, "Oh, we just finished like a week ago." So we could go, we could go. So I'm definitely happy about that. I know last night they played the greatest hits episode, so I, of, of season three. Yeah, so it's definitely got to be coming soon, which I'm happy about getting to see these guys and more soon. My boy Penta with both of the titles. So definitely. Yeah, I'm still a little behind on Lucha. I finally finished season two, so I got, I got, oh, I got to catch up. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. I, I see the, I see the promotions. Um, speaking of a different promotion, we had a treat. Um, we had the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship defended in the main event. Uh, Nick Aldis on his 60-day crusade going all over the world, defending the world's heavyweight championship. He defended it against Tommy Dreamer, who Aldis has been on record doing interviews, complaining about the way Dreamer puts over him helping his career. Um, He bashes Tommy for not calling Nick for the early House of Hardcore shows, but he was booking Nick's wife. He was doing mixed tags with Nick's wife. Uh, we, we, he went out there and I mean, it was kind of your typical Tommy dreamer match. Um, I mean, it's, it was a real, it was really good and cool because it's one of those things. Nick Aldis is on a 60 day crusade. You, there's more days going to this, you know, he's going to retain, you know, he's going to keep it going. Everyone's kayfabing us when any challenger goes out and they'll say, Oh, well, I'm facing Nick or I'm facing whoever's going to have the title when they get to me. By the time the show is going on for over two and a half hours, you get to the main event, you have of over 2,000 people in the 2300 arena or the edge of their feet, hoping and praying that Tommy can somehow win the title that his two idols have held. I know I was hoping and I'm praying for it. Tommy deserves it. How cool would it would be um, in the arena that ECW started off with the NWA championships. So much going on. I'm a fan of Nick Aldis. I enjoyed it. Great heel. He's do- I- I'm enjoying everything they're doing, what him and Billy Corgan are doing with the NWA. I hope in the foreseeable future, whether it be in New Orleans or whether it be May 19th when House Hardcore returns to Philly, I hope this starts being a continuation. I want to keep seeing the NWA title defended um, and competing for or in House of Hardcore shows. I love it. Um, <clears throat> I definitely wanted Tommy to win the title. Um, uh, Nick Aldis has never done anything for me. I, I mean, he's definitely, you know, physical specimen, so, so on and so forth. But as far as who he is, I, he's never intrigued me at all. Um, well, I, I will 100% in this. is similar to my thing with Sammy Callahan. It is this promotion that put him over for me. Uh, I never, whether it be Samoa Joe, whether it be AJ Styles, uh, Bobby Roode, Eric Young, a lot of these guys that were homegrown TNA, you know, product, which Magnus, Nick Aldis is and was, I've never, I've never hooked on to any of these guys or knew about them when they were there. Like I, I knew the name. I never went out of my way to watch their matches. 
Nick Aldis. I heard people chanting, I think it was four shows ago, four House Hardcore shows, so roughly about a year ago, people are chanting Mickey's husband. So I'm just thinking, you know, okay, anytime someone's relatives comes in, comes in here, this building chews them out. So <clears throat> I watched the match, and by the end of the match, I was like, geez, you know, the guy's not that bad, and I really think we'll put him over. I believe you were there. It was his match against Billy Gunn. And this is right when he started, like, like was just aligning himself in the NWA. He was really biting more or into a heel character. And despite, like, the building shaking from, like, excuse my French, but shitting on Nick Aldis the whole match, calling him Magnus, telling him he sucks, telling him he can't wrestle. But him and Billy Gunn went out there and put on a good match. I was a big Billy Gunn fan when I was a kid. Right. We have a guy right behind me chewing out Billy Gunn. And I enjoyed the match, and he earned my respect by the end of that match. Well, yeah, I don't say I – w- I definitely wouldn't say he can't wrestle. Like, mm-hmm. I just said as far as who he is as, like, a wrestler, he just does nothing for me. His character does yeah. nothing for me. It doesn't intrigue me at all, really. Um, but nonetheless, put on a good match with, with Dreamer. Can't be upset. Can't be mad. We, me and Ron actually got to see uh, Dreamer blading, which uh, you know was different. It, you know it exists. You know what happens, but to see it yeah. in person is a different type of uh, experience. So that was just cool to see. And um, I, I didn't even notice that at first. I was like, he's going in the ring, and I was like, is he grabbing a weapon? And Ron's like, no, he's blading. And then when I looked, I like seen him dotting his forehead with the razor. So I just thought, I was like, oh, that's that's. I mean, it's unfortunate in some ways, but it's, at the same time, it's dope as well. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that's an angle and a view that um, not many people will ever be able to say they see or or something they'll be able to remember. Yeah, so it's it's definitely etched in my mind. So because he got up and he came right in the corner where we were, and we were just like, "Yep, he bladed." Nice. Well, look, you know, a, a bunch of us with the uh, Mad Madness group, we're definitely going to try to somehow uh, show our face uh, for House of Hardcore New Orleans uh, WrestleMania weekend. Um, there's a lot of people booked. Six Five's good buddy MVP, um, the uh, the Express, Rich Swan, I believe, is supposed to be there. Uh, Austin Aries, I think, is going to be making his return after becoming exempt from the tournament. One thing I kind of want to get into is pretty much I want to focus on this. I got, <clears throat> I, I guess, just kind of get our prediction on who's going to go the whole way, and then I'll get to the other topic. Kind of, it's kind of all going to be wrapped in one, but. We got uh, Swaggle going against um, Alex Reynolds in a semifinal match. And then we got Willie Mack going against Killer Cross in a semifinal match. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, Reynolds and versus Mack at the end of this. You know what? That's I- ideally, I think, the perfect way they should go. Um, Killer Cross was originally supposed to just get a bye after Austin Aries um, – you know, after he wasn't able to make this past house hardcore show because he had to defend one of the 17 championships, um, killer cross, they've done a hell of a t- hell of a job with promos for him. Um, I've seen some of his work down in Mexico. He definitely can go, but he, I don't know. I just feel like he doesn't have the experience with, with the organization and shouldn't go the whole way. <clears throat> if they're going to put someone and push them the whole way or at least to the finals, that isn't, Notorious for the company. I could see it be Killer Cross. I love the way you predict it. I would like it to see for the championship. We get Alex Reynolds versus Willie Mack versus Sammy Callahan. It will be a three-way dance. The way I anticipate they book it is because three-way dances, to my knowledge, 
with House of Hardcore is going to be is by elimination. One person will get pinned. Uh, they're eliminated or they submit, and then the other person gets pinned or submitted. The last man standing is the winner. Jerry Lynn, a former multi-time ECW television champion and WWF light heavyweight champion, will be the special guest referee. Um, obviously, I showed for the past 20 minutes my bias. I hope Sammy Callahan wins the three-way and becomes the first House of Hardcore television champion. You know, I, I definitely uh, would like to see Sammy with the belt. Um, and at least, if not Sammy, then Reynolds. So. Well, well, speaking of, and I guess, you know, kind of keep it brief, but uh, before we get away from House of Hardcore talk, and you mentioned, you know, we would like to see either Sammy Callahan. It would make sense, Reynolds, because, uh, you know, it's time with the promotion. What was your thoughts on the belt? Um, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember getting a good view of the belt, but from the glance that I got at it, I definitely didn't hate it. Um, it's, it's not a red belt, so. And I don't yeah, even true, hate that true. belt either, but. True, 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 true. I actually really enjoyed the belt because Tommy Dreamer did, like, something a few months ago when he first announced that he was doing a belt. Even actually, like, yeah, when he first, before the tournament was announced, when he was talking about designing a championship this is around the time he was locking up the Twitch deal. He was saying he wanted to pay homage to a belt from the past. And then he put a list on of like some of his like favorite belts of all time. Like I think one was the winged Eagle. One was the NWA championship. One was the classic intercontinental championship. So I kind of thought he'd make a hybrid of a few of the belts he really liked. He did uh, kind of pay homage to a classic late eighties WCW television championship put his own Twitch uh, twist on it. Uh, he's got the Twitch logos on the side plates. It does have two steel chairs kind of uh, around the TV wording. And then, of course, it says House of Hardcore, uh, black leather, red backing. Um, a couple of the classic like belt makers and belt collectors on Twitter, I think we're given um, a little bit of hate because supposedly he doesn't really have, like, I, I don't know, I guess the privilege to use the design. I don't really know the truth to it. Um, I do know I was laughing in my seat because I know uh, Top Shelf, Joey Walker was hating on the belt when it was revealed. Um, I'm excited for the belt. I like it. I like the design. I, I like what they went with. What are your, what's your favorite belt of all time? What's your favorite belt right now? Wow. Um, great question. Um, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go two to be really random. Uh, heavyweight championships. I loved the Smoky Skull, Stone Cold Steve Austin world title. Um, way before Cena butchered uh, the WWE Championship and that belt stayed around for over eight years, it was really cool to see someone make a belt just for their self. Three other people held that belt, but they held it for a short amount of time, and then they went back to the Big Eagle. Um, s- snake skin on the back. I mean, that belt was really awesome. Um I've really always liked the Intercontinental title as it is a a workhorse title, but I really kind of grew up more with the belt getting thrown into the water and it becoming the Oval Championship. So if I had to pick a favorite, I do naturally gravitate to going with the honest answer of saying the Smoking Skull. Honorable mention, I got to say of all time, the Hardcore Championship, just because I love the whole concept of that belt. Uh, my favorite title right now, um, I, I gotta, I would go, <laughs> I'm going to go with the intercontinental title. 
uh, is classic. It's old school. The white strap, it still looks good. If I have to pick a <coughs> new design, I guess giving two answers for each question, I would say the NXT Tag Team Championships. Those belts are fire. Good. Um, for me, I probably... What about you? Uh, there you go. Yeah, for me, I'd probably say uh, <clears throat> all-time... Intercontinental. Um, this one is a Thomas design, except for the yellow one. I didn't like the yellow belt. Um, okay. But the black or the white doesn't matter. A lot of my favorites have held it, so majority of my favorites have held it. So it just is what it is. So I have to, if I would have to give a runner up, I'd probably say WCW Championship. Okay. Which, That's which later Classic. became the World Championship. Yep. Because. They just destroyed everything that we should have. So, um, right now, I'd say the uh, the IWGP United States title. It's beautiful. Wow. There you go. Um, Threw it through a curveball. It's just, uh, it's really beautiful. It looks great on Jay White. It is a good one. It looks it wonderful is. on Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um, uh, the IWGP belts are all good. The Intercontinental looks good. The world title looks good. Absolutely. Um, what do you what do you think about the new Ring of Honor belts? I haven't even seen them yet. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Don't I, go out of your way to look at them. Don't not gonna lie different. to you. However, okay. I do, and this may shock the world. If I lose listeners, I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. I've never been a fan of the NWA Championship the way it looks. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll be honest. I <laughs> I'll be honest. I never was a huge fan of it. I think there is like. You, you know what? Like, I've always liked the NWA television championship with the red leather, the silver plates. That was always a good-looking belt. I absolutely love and almost bought sets of them multiple times over the last two years. I, the NWA tag belts, the one that the Legion of Doom held, the ones that the Hollywood Blondes held, the one that uh, the Brain Brusters held, those belts are fire. Um, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship – I do kind of want to buy a belt, a replica of it, just due to the homage of like the lineage of it. It is the oldest world, uh, world heavyweight championship in pro wrestling. I have a lot of respect for it. I mean, when you can go back into the different generations and say, like, you know, Harley Race, Ric Flair, yeah, they had it. Um, yeah, uh, I guess actually Sting held it, but I don't think he held it till TNA. But then you can say AJ Styles, Christian, they held it. And then, I mean, you can fast forward to now what's going on with it and, you know, the potential of a random independent wrestler beating Nick Aldis for it. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I love the idea of Cody Rhodes one day winning it. He made a, you know, he made a call to Tommy Dreamer, at least that's what Tommy Dreamer uh, was touting about saying that he wanted Tommy to win, and then he wanted to face him for the belt. Tommy said, sure, only stipulation, it has to be at a House of Hardcore show. And, I mean, how cool would that be, Cody, to hold the same exact belt that his his father held? Oh, yeah, it makes it full circle. Yeah. Makes it full circle. Um, <coughs> speaking of that, um, I know you wanted to get into some uh, ROH stuff real quick, so let's get into that. So, so much going on with, with them. Uh, you know, Su- Supercard of Honor, uh, they have all their main titles being um, or defended. They're on the line. You got two marquee matches that are 
you know, non-title matches. I believe the the women's women of honor championship. I believe that uh, the finals are for that. But I'll be honest, I'm a little behind on that. Uh, I have an idea of like the final four that's involved in it. So I really don't got much to claim on that. Um, six man tag titles uh, were originally supposed to be defended against the Kingdom. Um, SoCal uncensored now defending against the Young Bucks and Mister Not All In Flip Gordon. Hmm, that's interesting. So I guess it's 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 kind of I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It's been I haven't been paying too much to New Japan ROH stuff as of lately. So I'm kind of like kind of like I guess behind on like what's going on with the Bullet Club as a whole right now. Um, yeah. So even hearing like Flip is with them, like it's not super far fetched because I know they've been like trying to put over Flip for a while now. But yeah. So yeah, what's, what's what's Paige doing? Is is Paige on this card at all? Or Paige has a match against Kota Ibushi, which I I mean, it, it, there's two non-title matches. I'm going to you know speak on this. Uh, I'm not a huge Kota Ibushi fan. I was excited to see him in the Cruiserweight Classic because I know he can work. Um, this match is going to be insane. Um, seeing what Adam Page did in the Hammerstein Ballroom at the 16th anniversary show, uh, these people are going to put it all out there. Yeah, Hangman Page definitely uh, over the past year has like popped up huge on the radar, man. Like just seeing him live at uh, the 2300 Arena uh, a couple months ago, like he definitely like tore the house down, just like flipping all over the place. He was he was all over the place. So he's definitely someone who's like been coming up in my favorites as far as like uh, outside of WWE. Uh, yeah. He's been like putting on a show like each and every time I watch his matches. I, you know, he definitely, he gets his shine and he, he's the smartest thing they could have done with him to push him was putting him with the Bullet Club. But I still feel like people underrate him. I mean, he can go. Uh, I really wish he would have beat um, Switchblade and won the U.S. title because he deserves it. He deserves a push. Well, I wouldn't mind them to, and we can get into that as we uh, kind of, well, we can kind of weave in between the two. They're all kind of re- relative. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing those two go for that title again. I know uh, Finley uh, is in the mix, but I wouldn't even mind seeing them in a three uh, a three way. I wouldn't mind Paige somehow attacking both of them and somehow getting in the middle of that and making it a three way. Because I definitely love the match between him and Switchblade. I definitely like Jay, Jay White in the Switchblade character beforehand, didn't care much for him. But once he, he came with the Switchblade character, immediately, like, I was on board with it. Um, yeah. But as far as Hangman, I feel like he's kind of in that space where Kenny was when AJ was around. It's kind of like, you know this guy's good, but you're not seeing the full extent of how good he is. And once a bunch of people get out of his way and he's able to spread his wings, you'll start to see really how good this guy is. I, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, they just got to... I, and I feel like it's a, I don't know. It seems like with the indies, you usually see storylines. I don't want to say they're rushed, but people get their push when they're ready. <clears throat> He's almost getting like a WWE treatment in the indies where like they're waiting. They, they're like, he has, he has the jetpack on his back, but they just don't want to let him fly. Yeah. And I, I I've seen, um, cause I, I watched the internet wrestling community stuff, a lot of different things. And I seen one person asking, well, what has uh, what has Dave Finley done to deserve a title shot? And it's like, well, what did Jay White deserve to, you know what I mean, to get a title shot for? Like, no one really has deserved 
title yeah. shot. But the fact that they're pushing different talent to step up, it's refreshing. It's new. It's not like the same couple of people being entwined in the same uh, matches for the same type of title. Like different people are coming out, different people doing different type of things, and I think that's what helps keep Japan refreshed and new and just our uh, as well. And I mean, as dumb as it may sound, I mean the thing that's kind of good with them because. You're almost forced with, with WWE. I mean, they drain you. But, like, you know, sometimes you're waiting along for a story. Sometimes they drop the ball with a story. Sometimes they tease you with a story and you don't get it. The thing I enjoy about the independence, whether it be Ring of Honor, New Japan, something with House of Hardcore, you know, you're going into the, like, they can build a story for you in the ring when the bell rings, 30 seconds before the match starts, before the entrance. You can get invested in it right with a promo package or just by the match happening. So, I mean, that's the good thing I enjoy about it. Like, I try not to get too tied up in the storylines because it's like, cool, at least you know the matches are going to deliver. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's just like, at the same, at the, I don't know, it's like there's a lot of the tag, mixed tag matches that really kind of don't build up, but at the same time, it's like, you want to see these guys go, and that's really what it's the most important thing is about it. But um, kind of going into uh, New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling Strong Style Evolved was uh, last weekend. There's actually, I believe, something going on this weekend. Uh, I forgot which one it is, though. Um, just a couple things I wanted to highlight on that card. I haven't watched the Golden Lovers versus uh, the Young Bucks yet. Um, <clears throat> kinda, yeah, I've only got to see the highlights. So uh, we talked about uh, Hangman Page and Jay White. Um, I'm a, I've, I've liked uh, the Suzuki Goon versus uh, uh, Chaos match with uh, Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., and uh, Okada and Ishii. Um, not a big fan of Zack Sabre Jr. I see why people will gravitate towards him. He definitely has like the look, and he can wrestle, but just doesn't do anything for me. I love Minoru Suzuki. Love that guy. He just he. he his character is just great, you know, the <clears throat> mean streak that he has and just some of the comical things that he does. The hairstyle is great. Okada is great. I don't like the, the pants that he's wrestling in. I'd rather him go back to, like, the shorts, but um, it just, I don't know why. It just looks weird on his legs for, to me for some reason. Um, but, uh, pause. But, I don't know. I just, I, I, I like the pants overall. I just don't. I'll like make sure I don't wear baggy on. pants around you. What or not, I don't know. The thing is, I don't even know if they're baggy. Like, you can't really tell. Like, it's just, but I just know, I, or maybe it's just I'm so used to the shorts. I don't know what it is, but I just, I, I like the pants themselves. I don't like him wearing the pants, though. Um, <laughs> so, it's, I don't know. It's a weird mix, but. Um, That's a weird statement. I thought that was a good match for what it was. Um, uh, Suzuki and Ishii going back with the, uh, the strong uh, elbows and such like that. Just great spots. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. just doing what Zack Sabre Jr. does uh, to Okada. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird that they, they beat them, but at the same time, it'll play out this weekend because I believe Okada faces uh, Zack Sabre Jr. for the title. So, makes sense. Any thoughts? Um, I don't really got m- much going on or, or that. I didn't get to watch that match. Uh, Suzuki, I mean, he's entertaining to watch just because you know somebody's going to get hurt. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., he cut a hell of a promo where, they, you know, he said that the company overlooks him, they don't treat him right, and, um, you know, he had his press conference, they handed him warm beer, 
Um, he's expecting that after his match with Okada, you know, they're going to start treating him right. Should definitely be an entertaining bout. Absolutely. Uh, next up, <clears throat> we have um, Will Ospreay versus Jushin Thunder Liger. Jushin Thunder Liger supposed to f- face Rey Mysterio Jr., but because Rey Mysterio Jr. is hurt, that match did not happen, so Will Ospreay stepped up, and it was a great match. Uh, I loved it. Will Ospreay That's always on a great show. Oh, yeah. Always puts on a great show. Jushin Thunder Liger is like 53 years old, still going, and that it was a great match, man. I have nothing else to say about it, but it was a great match, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I think the last full match from Liger I watched was his uh, – match with Breeze multiple years ago at the NXT show, which was amazing. I mean, he's just one of those guys that doesn't age, still goes out there and still kills it. Absolutely. Um, and I know Will Ospreay uh, offered uh, Rey Mysterio a match for the uh, for the title that, uh, that he has, and I think that'll be a, a great match as well. So uh, we'll Definitely. see what happens when, uh, when Rey heals up. Uh, obviously, he isn't going to WWE right away because he wants to wrestle some stuff in New Japan. So... I guess we can. We'll, we'll, in the words of uh, my best friend Aaron Lloyd, we'll get to that. Absolutely. Uh, I don't necessarily want to touch on this match as a whole. I just want to say that I love Lij, I love Naito, I love Bushi, I love Sonata, I love Takahashi, and these dudes win over uh, uh Japan, and they killed it as, as usual. Uh, just. I don't know. Every time I, I enjoy watching these guys thoroughly, I love what they do. Good heel stuff, good heel work, and yeah, I just love it. Definitely. Still a lot in this card I still didn't get to see. Is there any other matches you wanted to uh, speak on from that card? Uh, <clears throat> Gorillas of Destiny versus uh, Cody and uh, Marty Scroll was good. It was an entertaining match. Uh, Cody and Marty definitely trying to uh, act like they don't want to fight the guys, but at the same time, proceeding to fight the guys. Tama Tonga is is amazing. He's a star. Uh, definitely underrated. Yeah, and I think this year he's really, like, going to break out. People are really going to see. And he's little, and it's funny because, you know, everyone, if you know, then you know. If you don't, then I don't know why you wouldn't know. He's obviously related to Roman, kind of resembles him somewhat, but he is way more mobile than uh, Roman is. Um, and if he ever gets the contract to WWE, I don't see why they wouldn't do something together, but that's just a forward thought there. Um, other than that, uh, Killer Elite Squad versus uh, Yano and Chucky e. T. Killer Elite Squad, uh, Lance uh, Archer and Davey Boy Smith Jr. I cannot see why WWE is is chomp at the bit. They have to want these guys. Like, they're two tall dudes, great stature, like, they're just super hill work. It's just like, oh, I can't even get the words together. They have to be chomping at the bit for these dudes. Great tag team. Yeah, man, there, there's almost too much talent out there right now for the A. I mean, you got to almost think, I mean, they, they cut a few random people recently. You almost got to anticipate more is going to come because they got, I mean, with NXT, they got a solid, like, six stars that really haven't even been put out there. They're going to do call-ups soon. Then the main roster is going to be almost overfilled again. It's, I mean, it, it's a great place for WWE right now because, you know, when I got back into the product, they did not have enough talent. Now you can almost argue that they have too much. Absolutely. The only other thing I want to touch on this card was the first match that they had. Um, 
SoCal and Censored, Frankie uh, Kazari and Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky versus Rapungi 3K, Rocky Romero, Show and Yo. Show and Yo, Rapungi 3K, my God. Like, that's another tag team that I, I'm pretty sure WWE. Did you tweet about that? I did. And they are, like, super amazing. I think the first time I watched them was earlier this year for uh, Wrestle Kingdom. And those dudes amaze me. I am fit. I am. I was on the bandwagon since that first match that I seen them do, and nice. they have yet to disappoint me. Those dudes are amazing. Nice. They, um, yeah. I mean, <coughs> I, I, and also, I mean, you know, definitely all entertaining. Um, speaking on the other half, uh, the other side of the ring, um, you know, kind of getting back to Ring of Honor. I don't see, you know, SoCal and Censor. They got a good thing going for them. Uh, I know they want to get Flip booked. We're a few months away from September first. I don't see them winning the six-man tag titles. I see SoCal and Censored retaining, especially with this whole thing. I guess they got a few going with the Kingdom. I think the Kingdom gets involved in this match despite being banned from the arena. Um, television titles are on the line. Uh, Silas Young gets his rematch. And uh, I believe it's a last-man standing match uh, against Kenny King. I haven't checked on it. Um, but it- You're not... Uh, on the Kenny King uh, bandwagon, correct? Were you? Was it you that's not a fan? Or? I'm not a big fan of Kenny King now. Okay. The TV titles are usually supposed to deliver. I remember my, my first Ring of Honor pay-per-view I ordered television title was the match of the night. So I, I do hope that delivers. Uh, the tag titles um, are going to be deli- uh, defended by the Briscoes. Um, I know you and I both probably, when we think of the Briscoes, can't help but uh, thinking about them invading the House of Hardcore and borderline starting a freaking riot. By the way, they're um, from Lower Delaware. They're not from where I'm from. Thank you. <laughs> so they're from Lower Delaware, and they're defending their lower level, uh, Lower Delaware Ring of Honor tag titles against Jay Lethal and Tanahashi. Uh, a, a definition of a makeshift tag team. WWE does it all the time. Uh the Briscoes have held the Ring of Honor tag titles, I think, a record like 11 times, nine times or something. Well, this might be a short reign. I think this is, would be a great matchup. Put Jay Lethal and Tanahashi together, give them the tag belts. I, I think it would be fun. I think it would be dope what I'm just being logically thinking here. Logically thinking here. Tanahashi's a New Japan guy, and I don't know how long they're going to keep him in the States to defend that title. So I don't see them winning the title. I see the Briscoes going over. Yeah, I, I think logically, I know that's definitely, I think I gave that more of my, my fantasy booking uh, response. Um, I do recall, I mean, they they had, um, yeah, I, 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 you do got a point. Because I, I guess they would have to keep them there a little more often. Um, it, the name slipped in my mind so bad. I, I know it wasn't, it was, they were calling them the Jews. Uh, what's the name? Held the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship and the Ring of Honor Television Title last year simultaneously. Um, the names just slip in my mind right now, uh, but I guess we'll jump off of that. We got to the Kota Ibushi versus Hangman Page match. Um, we already chimed on that a little bit. That'll be huge. The world, the Ring of Honor World Championship. Marty Skrull defends it against. I'm sorry, Marty Skrull is challenging. Dalton Castle. Uh, I'm too excited for this because the villain club is about to become the world championships club because this is going to be huge. I think he should win the title. Marty Skrull is amazing. His character is good. 
Uh, he's hilarious. He makes being the elite that much better. Um, he's transitioning from the juniors division up to the world uh, to the heavyweight ch- division. Uh, I'm excited for this match. I'm excited for him. I hope he wins. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how I really. I mean, Don Castle. He definitely deserved to have the title. Um, especially at the point that he got it uh, and how he got it, because him and Cody definitely had a good build up for that. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Marty get the title. Um. Marty's been putting in his work. He's definitely over. He's definitely um just been, he's been busting yeah. his behind like the last two years or more. Um and I, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him get the side. I wouldn't mind them getting in some sort of feud and going back and forth with it even. Um or even just if they just put it on Marty and that's what it is, I wouldn't mind that either. So definitely. Hey, I mean I guess I guess kind of my confusion the whole thing goes, like I love the idea of Mar- uh Marty winning, but like did Cody ever get his rematch? I don't recall. Um, and I mean, that that's where like my logic comes in, but then it's like, okay, I guess I just don't understand Ring of Honor booking. You know, I'm kind of, I'm trying to retracting on my statement. Like I'm, I'm okay with it, but like, is he supposed to get a rematch? Does he not get a rematch? I know it's a whole different organization. It's not what I grew, grew up on. Um, I, I don't know. It gets me thinking out loud. Yeah, I don't know. I think because that's the last show, Ring of Honor show I believe that I watched is when he lost. So, and I think after that they kind of started doing the whole ploy with the Bullet Club is fine stuff. I think not too long after that. So, I think he might have left and then kind of went to Japan. They started kind of doing that whole thing. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, speaking of former world champion Cody Rhodes, we got Cody Rhodes. Uh, challenging his stablemate Kenny Omega in which will probably go on last and be the match of the night. Uh, arguably, a lot of people are already booking it as the match of the weekend. Uh, this is one of the m- matches. It's probably the top three matches I am the most excited for this weekend. I'm just going to say it. I'm Team Cody. Um. Kenny Omega is a great performer. He's a great wrestler. One of the best out, if not the best out right now. However, I am a Cody fan. I've been a Cody fan for quite some time now. And I'm along with you on that bandwagon as far as being Team Cody. Um, But whoever wins out of this match, I wouldn't really be mad about Honestly, I, I definitely um, I, I'm definitely pulling for Cody. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping it, they can make it definitively obvious that Omega's out of the Bullet Club. Uh, this could just be the the heel genes in my blood. Uh, I love make this group really a heel group. Have Cody um, as the leader. I, I think it's time. But I, I mean, I may not get what I want, but I'm definitely pulling for Cody in this. Well, at this point, and I understand, yeah, I, I agree with that point. I think if I, if this is Don's booking, Cody goes over, and it's not because of my bias, it's just it, this is how it, it makes sense to me. Cody goes over, the young bucks come out, they kind of do that outing thing that they do, even though he's not going anywhere. And then with them, Paige and Scroll, they just become the elite, and then whoever else is still Bullet Club, they be Bullet Club, and then you split them in that too, because it's already seen like that line is already drawn anyway. 
because you have the you know Gorilla Destiny, uh, Gorilla the Destiny, and Fale, and the other guy whose name is forgetting right now. Sorry, the other guy for listening. <laughs> um, and, it, it, it ha- between you and I, it happens when we discuss New Japan. Yeah, and um, and oh, and you you know you have Omega over there, even though he's on the whole Golden Lever thing right now. I mean, at this point, if you're gonna do, if you can do that. Keep Omega the the boss of that of those guys. You bring Obushi in, and then you can do the whole Golden Lever thing while they're in Bullet Club, whatever, whatever. And then you have this other group of guys that just do the elite. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely something that's got you know they have over yeah you know, I think it's like two million or two million people subscribing on their YouTube channel, and people are keeping more up to date. And I'm one of them, keeping more up to date on the storyline and chomping at the bit once a week for. A, 10, 15 minute uh, YouTube video to come out to explain what's next in the storyline. Uh, that's what I'm excited for. Uh, I really, again, it's, it's different booking than WWE. I don't know which way they're going to go. Uh, I obviously, like any other fan, I have a way that I'm hoping and I'm excited to see how this all plays out. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, moving on, I'm going to do a little predicting for NXT TakeOver in New Orleans. Which I am sad about because New Orleans is is the city of my favorite football team, the New Orleans Saints, and I have yet to be there for anything, WrestleMania or a game. Period. You guys will be there. So, are you guys going to the show or? Um, NXT. No, I believe we're gonna. As of right now, the plan is, I believe, to do a Super Card of Honor and then uh, dive over to House of Hardcore. Dream, dream scenario. So we can go over uh, <clears throat> NXT card a little bit. There's also, I don't know if this is a fishing match because I haven't watched NXT this week yet. There's also a Roman match on there, and we'll get to that. But uh, we have uh, Undisputed Era versus AOP or Strong versus Dunn. Um, and I probably should have looked up who actually won out of AOP and Strong versus Dunn, but... I don't, how do you feel about Undisputed Era since they've come there? Um, I, I've enjoyed it. I, I'm sorry and heartbroken to hear about Bobby Fischer, what's going on. I've been hooked on these guys. Uh, I, I think they're great. Um, I, I really, I, you know, I heard of some of their stuff in the indies before. I've watched some of their matches here and there. I've been entertained, but I really couldn't get hooked into the characters. Um, after seeing them, their tag match at um, TakeOver Philly, these guys are awesome. Adam Cole is on another level. Uh, he's a PA boy, so obviously I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of him, you know, repping the same home state. Um, his match with Aleister Black was amazing. Uh, a friend of mine, Rilla, was sitting next to me. We're right next to two guys from New York that came there, decked out in Aleister Black year. You know, they were pumped. And, like, you know, we were teasing them the whole night, saying, you know he's going to lose, you know he's going to lose. And we were in their head, like, yeah. He probably is. He probably is. The match was awesome. Uh, Adam Cole is great. Um, I, I hope they just keep pushing him. I mean, he deserves everything he has coming to him and more. Um, for me, and whoever. So, I, actually, a quick question, because I'm a little behind on NXT, and I've been reading the sheets, and I try not to. So, what's going on? Is he filling in for Bobby Fish, and he's holding a tag belt right now? Who is Cole? Yes. Well, he's a part of the rumor match that's on here, but um, with him being injured, uh, he may fill in for that. Because I don't see why they wouldn't give them the free bird rule with those three. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, 
Yeah, I would. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't fill him in instead of uh, with, with Switch having the injury that he's having. Um, if they go against LP, I think LP is going to get the title back. Um, if they go against Strong and Dunn, I think they'll retain. Nice. Yeah. Again, being a little behind on it, I'm not really sure which way they're going to go. Strong and Dunn is kind of another. You know, I, I except for like Corey Graves and Neville, I can't really think of many makeshift uh, tag teams for NXT, excluding from the Dusty Classic when we had Joe and Balor. I'm not sure really which way to go on it. Hopefully, Bobby Fish is having a, a you know is estimated to make a speedy recovery and undisputed um, the undisputed era keeps the straps. Actually, now I think about it. I think no matter who they face, AOP or Strong or Dunn, I think they're gonna. Re- I think they're gonna. Whoever wins out of on those two sides, I think whoever gets that is gonna win. Because um, Strong has been there for a while, he hasn't won anything big. So I think yeah, he, he can't win. He didn't. Uh, he lost his shot at the uh, United Kingdom title. He lost his shot in the cruiserweight uh, championship tournament. So, so you're right. He definitely does need to accolade. Yeah, so I think they're they're gonna if if they win, I think they're gonna put the belt on him. And if, if they face AOP, I think AOP is definitely gonna get the belt. They booked them pretty strong, except for like triple threat matches or whatever. So um, next up, we have the rumored match, which is uh, the rumored match is that there's a NXT North American Championship or something like that, which I don't think it is. I think that was just some rumor, but. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's cool to think about. Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, uh, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, EC3, ladder match. I, uh, again, yeah, I mean, this is something that I think they've been discussing about on FCA. I, I, again, I'm behind, and from I think what I've seen on the NXT's Instagram account, it looks like this is a match that's happening. Um, I, I thought that they did announce that they are going to be doing this championship. I, I thought this thing was extremely comical. Um, Jeff Jarrett used to carry the NWA North American Championship when he was in WWF in the late 90s. And now he's going into the Hall of Fame and NXT says, OK, we're going to make a mid-card title. It's going to be the North American Championship. Pretty silly. I think they should have just been using the United Kingdom Championship a little better. Um, if this is going to be a multi-man ladder match is what I think the rumor is. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, Velveteen Dream is my pick. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> mm. The crazy thing is, all of these guys are guys that kind of have a stick towards the NXT title, except for probably Ricochet and EC3 because they just got in there. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to make a pick. Um, I, I think if, if it's not going to be Dream, it's going to be one of the newcomers. And I could see it being EC3. I think that's like the big rumor on who it would be. Yeah, he kind of has that whole look and build that they tend to like to put championship belts on pause. Um, but if I have to make a pick, I'd say I'd probably go with Dream as well. But if Cole's not in this match, who do you think they're replacing with or do you think they're replacing at all? Oof. That is uh, if it, if Cole is out of it, which and believe me, that's who I would want to be winning it if the, if he stays in it. Uh, in another way, I mean, because he deserves it. If like if the I I've always thought the undisputed era should have all you know the three titles, but if he's not going to be winning the world title, um, jeez. It's hard. I can't think of who, who they should pop in there. Um, Leo Rush, 
there was talk about him going to 205. You know, I think he deserves to shine. Yeah, I, I see that. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I think with if Cole goes into that tag situation, even though he's not there no more, he's on 205 or now, I think Buddy Murphy would have been a great insert for that match. I can't, I can't argue with that. So, but, um, and I haven't watched 205 Live in a while, so I haven't even, I just know he came up, but I haven't even watched him since he's been on there because I've been wondering what they were going to do with him. He, he hasn't disappointed us. And I think that's a good move. He's been putting on clinics. I think that's a great move, so I'm going to have to catch up on that because that's my guy. Uh, we also have Gargano versus Ciampa. They've been, they've had a great build for this. Uh, Unsanctioned match is going to be, they, they might steal the weekend. They might. Uh, you know, uh, Ciampa's been, Interfering in Gargano's matches, he interfered in the match that uh, basically has Gargano uh, out of NXT as of right now. Um, and uh, Ciampa uh, going through the crowd and ripping signs up and then ripping up the one sign and Gargano's behind it and Gargano finally getting his hands on Ciampa. It's, it's just been a long build, a good build. It hasn't been rushed. It's just been perfect. And I think it's it's gonna continue. It's gonna lead to just a great match. I mean, these two are definitely gonna put on a great match. Maybe one of the matches of the weekend. Probably so. One of the matches of the weekend. No, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I can't call it. Um, I think Tommaso's a, a phenomenal heel that he should win and keep pushing him and make him a monster. But what do you have? Johnny Gargano come for one match and lose again? Um, this is gonna be amazing. These guys are gonna kill each other. Um, we also have Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler um, yet again and I pray to God that Shayna Baszler does not get the title and then you don't want to hear my thoughts Shayna Baszler is going to win the title she should have won it in Philly Um, she lost and then she got to look like a monster afterwards she leaves New Orleans with the title I don't know, man. It's just like they it's it's too quick of a push. It's way too quick of a push. Not that not to say that who cares, WWE has done that before. It's not it's not any surprise. <laughs> exactly. And, and and my argument and WWE might look at it this way, I mean if if they want Ember Moon to be so good, if it's not gonna be Shayna, who who should be the one to dethrone her? Carson. Carson, yeah. Kyrie Saint is going to be the perfect person to dethrone uh, Shayna Baszler. Kyrie Saint. And I'm going to be honest, I think, and this is my personal opinion, I think they should have did more with a feud between Ember Moon and the iconic duo rather than anyone else. But being that they signed Baszler and they're so gung-ho about this whole... I think one of the one of the two from the iconic duo is still, still uh, recouping from an energy if, uh, injury, if I'm correct. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's Billy Kay, but Peyton Royce is honestly the two I, one out of those two that shine the most as far as wrestling goes. True. So, and I think it should have been something with her, but and it's and I don't know. I kind of have that issue even with the whole Ronda thing. I'm just waiting to see how it unfolds. I'm kind of weary of the Baszler coming in and then I'm super pushing her to the title right away. There's a lot of, well, not really a lot of. There's a few now. Um, that are down there that have been there for a while that should have had title chances and they haven't really had like the good spill of them yet. You still got Nikki Cross, you got Billy K. Payne Royce, you got uh, Kyrie Sane, uh, and if anyone, you got uh, you got uh, 
Bianca Belair down there, and she's she's going to do in squash matches, but she's a talent. Like, she should be getting a bigger push. And then there's uh, – they just released uh, Abby Lath, who's Kimberly, and they released uh, someone else who I can't think of uh, who it was right now. And it's like you have a lot of talent down there, and you're not pushing a lot of them, at least on the women's side anyway. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm behind her in NXT, but, I mean, from my recent memory, I mean, they haven't been doing much with the secondary – you know, women's storyline for quite some time. Yeah, shout out to uh, Kimberly. She looks amazing. Um, <laughs> and we have uh, Andrade Cien Almas versus Aleister Black. Uh, on this one, I don't know. It's kind of hard, but I think Aleister Black is going to walk away with the title. Aleister Black is amazing in the ring. Um he's one of the few people you could say he can go out there and wrestle a broomstick and you will be entertained. Um, I have nothing negative to say about him, but I love Andrade Cien Almas. I want Andrade Cien Almas to keep the belt forever. Well, when's, when's this draft supposed to happen? Rumored to be backlash. Oh, and that's like July, June? Probably in about four weeks. So if that's the timeline we have, then you Baszler having the title makes sense in a sense because Ember can come up. And then if Amos loses the title, he's already made an entrance into the Royal Rumble. I wouldn't mind seeing him come up. I, I, I love the idea of him coming up. I am scared to death of them not doing the right work with him. Only thing that makes me think he's not going to come up is because his manager, Thea Trinidad, uh, also known as uh, Selena Vega, uh, is pretty much going to be in a feud with uh, Candice LeRae. Yeah, and yeah, I think if he's to drop the title, he loses the title, he's going to... NXT, usually they get their one rematch. So I think, like, even if he were to lose, they would still need him there for a little bit. I could see if he does drop the title, him still staying there to, like, maybe SummerSlam season and then him maybe coming up around then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I really want to see him stay because if they're not going and to... I, and I feel like that with everyone in NXT, especially at this point after seeing what they've done with a lot of NXT talent, Yeah, they're not going to use it probably... Keep them in NXT. Keep them there as long as you can. And I think Triple H has definitely been doing that, just like trying to hold as many people as he can. Um, he's yeah. even said that, I believe, um, um, and I forgot which documentary or thing it was on, but he was just, you know, saying like a lot of the girls were getting pulled up and he was just like, let me keep Oscar. Like, yeah. And I think if they had sent her up early, she would probably be in the mix of a shuffle right now, like everyone else is kind of. She'd be 50-50 booking like everyone else. Yeah. Moving on to the biggest card of the weekend, uh, which is WrestleMania. Vince no longer wants us to do the numbers, but I believe it's 34, correct? It is 34, yes. So, Vince, it doesn't matter. This isn't your show. We're going to do the number 34. Um, And it's a lot on the card. Uh. We can start off with, uh, do you think Taker is going to respond to Cena? Do you think this is going to happen? Oh, jeez, man. I, I hope you understand how uh, how much I 
hate the idea of this. I, I've been saying it for years. I've said it on the flagship show. I'm going to say it again. The only way you catch my interest at all with this, um, you know, us being the same age, you, I, I don't know your full opinion on it, but I loved The Undertaker as the American Badass. If he's going to come out, he needs to come out somehow of the more natural Mark Calloway. Um, if not, that really makes the ending to WrestleMania 33, which is in my top three favorite WrestleManias of all time, a complete waste. Um, I think he needs to come out as the American badass, and I think he needs to put one of his best performances that he has put on in the past three to four years, four to five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, more like five to six years. Because since Brock, it has been really all downhill. Um, I've been on record saying I don't want to see him have another match. I really don't. I don't think the match should happen. Um, I, it's just too obvious that it's going to happen. They wouldn't have John Cena out there disrespecting him if it's not if it wasn't, you know, set in stone. Right. Um, I think my take on it is I did like the American Badass on take. I had no problems with him. Um, I think. Being that Cena has his his promos have been kind of coming at the Undertaker, even though he hasn't said his real his real name yet. I think the way that he's approaching his promos and how he's coming at the Undertaker, it it would warrant an American Badass Undertaker because it's like all right, everything is stripped off. This is pretty much me as close as Mark Calloway as you could possibly be, and I'm coming back to kick your ass. And I think yeah. that would be a great way for him to come back. If he's going to do that, me personally, my favorite Undertaker is Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. And that's the one I personally would like to see come back. Full tilt, Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. You called my name, you wanted this, and now you're getting the full extent of... So you want Midian, Mabel, the API, you want all of them out there? Uh, well, a few of them, I believe, are dead, so... Um, well, I'm- the Undertaker, I mean, he, he resurrects people all the time, right? Truth in that. Uh, maybe insensitive. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would rather the full tilt Ministry of Darkness take her come back. You called my name out. You disrespected me, and now you're going to get the full extent of evil that I am, which has been that. Um, so um, I, I think it does happen. Um, I'm also on record saying that if it's not, if he's not in the best of shape, don't do it. But this match is years overdue. Um, and if they're going to do it, if they're going to pull the trigger, which I'm pretty sure they are, I just want that dude to be healthy and be able to walk out of the arena on his own two feet and same. not have to go to the hospital afterwards. Same. Same, same, same. Um, uh, and obviously, I think it's a no-brainer. If it happens, Cena goes over. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I guess because I mean the streak is pointless at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pointless at this point. But I don't see why. I don't know. I think Taker. I think he walks away with the win. I think if this is going to be a final match, his final send off, even though we're people are known to lose in their send off. Um, and it's I don't know, and that's another reason I don't want to see it because last year was perfect. He left everything in the ring. His hat, his gloves, his coat. It was the perfect way to send him off. Um, so I don't know. I just don't want him to be, even though Flair was like going through it like fluidly, 
I don't want him to be Flair wrestling at like 50 yeah. in his last True. match. I, I can't argue with any of that. Uh, sad part is we're a little more than a week away, and it's borderline guaranteed to happen at this point. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, next up, we have the Women's Battle Royal. Uh, I know that they took the Fabulous Moolah's name off of it for uh, the reasons that they have. If you don't know, do your Googles. But um, I don't know. I think they should have kept her name on it, man. Um, or they should have replaced it with someone, China, anyone. Yeah, def- definitely should have at least put someone. Yeah, so um, I don't know, and I think that take that takes away from it a lot, like a hell of a lot actually. Sp- especially while the men's one has a name. Yeah, and um, I don't know, and the trophy kind of looks like a uterus. <laughs> With fallopian well, tubes. Yeah, the fallopian tubes are wide open, and you know there will be seventy thousand people in the uh, stadium that. You know, they're going to end up having fallopian tubes in their mind when this match is on. The golden fallopes. Um, who do you think wins this, man? I think Sasha wins it, and then uh, taking the easy route, I think uh, Bailey's my dark horse. Yeah, it's angling to those two. I know some people in the inter- internet wrestling community are thinking Becky. Um, it's been a while since she's had something substantial to talk about. Um, but my choice, I'm going with Sasha as well. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I really don't care. I'm, I'm definitely biased when it comes to Sasha with things. Um, so, but um, yeah, I think the boss takes the win on that one. And I agree with you. The dark horse obviously has to be Bailey because something is gonna stem from these two. True. <coughs> uh, moving on, we have Andre. The Giant Battle Memorial or the Humongous Wonder Number Eight, as as Matt Hardy has called them. Um, who do you think was this man? Well, I'm glad you said it. I uh, I've been on record to say I want Matt Hardy to win. I'm keeping him as my dark horse. Uh, I really think he's the uh, the right person that deserves deserves to win this. Um, if it's not going to be him. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to end up being somebody that is returning. I could see it being like a a big cast. Um, I'm not sure which way to go on it. I really want Matt Hardy to win. Um, Dolph Ziggler should probably win it just because he has arguably the worst – and I'm a fan – He's uh, he arguably has the worst character gimmick of all time. Guy wins the United States Championship for the first time in six, seven years, gives it up, doesn't come back for uh, a rematch, comes back to win the Royal Rumble and is eliminated in less than three minutes, um, gets in a match to compete to be the number one ca- or to become the WWE champion. He flounders at that. I mean, he really needs to be the one to win this. Um, so I'm kind of stuck between Ziggler and, and Hardy. I would much rather want Matt to win, but yeah, I'm on the Ziggler bandwagon. He's definitely been floundering. He's definitely been I've been calling him Doll Ziggler from a while for a while now. Um, but he's one of the guys that I want to see do great things, and for whatever reason, he's not booked to. But um, I would have to say everyone else is just kind of in there, and obviously the Matt Hardy is sticking out like a sore thumb right now in the winning. Um, I don't know how. Which that's not a bad way. thing. 
don't know what sneakily way how he's going to do it, but I do believe that he's going to pull it out and win. Um, <clears throat> moving on next, uh, we have the Bar versus Strowman in a mystery partner. Now, you mentioned Big Kaz earlier. I do believe that, and this is just one of my dark horses for the pick for Strowman, if he does have a partner, I think Big Kaz could be his partner if he's coming back. Uh, for for what are we talking the raw tag titles? Yes, I could see that. Um, the, the rumors. I love this because here I'll say this. I'll say what I hate. I hate the idea of the complete obvious. He's been feuding and he's been killing Elias Samson, and they put Elias Samson as his tag partner. Elias yeah. and, and Strowman should say far away from each other. I do not need that. Don't give me predictability. It's the biggest show of the year. Surprise my ass. There's the rumor of Bobby Lashley. It doesn't make any sense, but hey, that's cool. I, I with Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley. I, I'll say this for the record: I did not watch WWE when he was there. I barely watch any of his Impact stuff. That's something I want to see coming. If that happens, cool. Um, if it's big cast, I don't see that coming. That's a return. That's a surprise. Um, James Ellsworth would be the genius person to put him with. Uh, but then they got to give him a, a few month contract back, however long the, the title run would be. Um, I said earlier, we'll get to that. Here's a great rumor. Here's a great prediction. It's the way Strowman doesn't need to take a fall for them to, to lose. The dynamic of a big person with a little person is huge. Put Rey Mysterio out there. Rey Mysterio and Braun Strowman, world tag champions. It fire. Well, Mysterio can't do it. He's hurt. But, um... He'll bounce back. I mean, he beat. could carry him, yeah. He could definitely carry him, but um, I don't know. That would be that would be interesting if he like kind of signed something so he faked the injury outside of WWE so that he can come in and do that match. That would be interesting. Well, his, the whole deal is he's looking to be involved with Mania, and they're looking to sign him for some type of short term deal. Mm, he might be on the same trend, Vicky. Right. Typically, typically have my moments. Um, with me personally, I hate. I mean, I don't mind. Yeah, I mean, you can clearly kind of see Elias is coming down the pipeline, but I really hate that they're even making him have a partner. I really would like rather him be both of them by himself. Uh, me too. How awesome would that be? It would be. It would be really great, and it would be. Oh my gosh! And I forgot this. His <clears throat> mini me. His mini me. Same haircut. Former cruiserweight champion Neville. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely one that that's high up on uh, uh, IWC board as well. Um, and they, I, the little interaction that they had last year was actually funny with like no so good. coming out, looking at him, and just like, all right, so like, good. I'm a badass, but I'm still gonna stay away from you. So good. So I wouldn't mind seeing that either. But I, I love rather, it. I would rather him win it by himself because there's there's just nothing funnier than that man beating two guys by himself and having both titles for no reason at all. Definitely. So uh, we have, uh, and I'm gonna. I already said this. I have not been watching Two Five Live. Um, however, this guy I feel like should have had the title a while ago. We have Cedric, Cedric Alexander, Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. So Cedric <clears throat> Alexander will have a phenomenal, sad story to tell if he doesn't win. Him and Mustafa Ali, I think it was the night after the first like two or five after Enzo was fired, they had a match and they killed it. Um, it was arguably the greatest greatest match outside of the cru- of the CWC that the cruiserweight division has had. The crowd was chanting 205, 205, 205. 
similar to how you would chant the initials at any indie promotion. That has never happened for any match in 205. Um, they're going to tear it down. Um, my hope, because of the work these guys have put in, not just to make it to WWE, but to keep this brand afloat, I really hope this does make the main card. And I, I think whoever wins is going to be a great show, but I am pulling for Cedric Alexander. I definitely don't think it makes the main card. Um, <clears throat> and that's just being honest. But, with, uh, with all due respect to the two competitors, I feel like they need – it can't be all killer on the main, main show. They need some filler. They're going to treat this match like a filler. They should save it for the main card. All killer, no filler. But um, I think Alexander wins, and I think he becomes the newest member of Titus Worldwide. That wouldn't be a bad thing. I think it would be great. Um, it would be a good thing. And not because he's black. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> we have uh, the Usos versus the New Day versus Kane's illegitimate sons. Jeez. Um, you know how bad my notes are? I had that American Alpha was in this and not the New Day. <laughs> they probably <laughs> should be, but, you know, we got Kane's illegit- illegitimate sons sticking their nose in this, so. Man, I love the idea of uh, the Usos retaining. If not, um, no disrespect to the Wyatt family. Well, specifically Luke Harper. Maybe Eric Rowan's trying to redeem himself for losing to The Rock in six seconds. Um, Usos should retain. Um, this match, again, my, my deep feelings. Um, the Usos and the New Day <coughs> put her in countless match of the year competitors last year. Um, they... The Usos have been cheated out of never having a match on WrestleMania. They deserve to win. They deserve to be on the main card. I'm pulling for the Usos. Uh, I like that thought. Um, I feel like um, I really dislike Kane's illegitimate son being a part of this right now. I really do. And I would not call them by their name because I don't have to. <clears throat> and I don't want to. Because Don't. Don't do it. Never like, change. I feel like they're pointless and it's well they're not pointless. You see them coming down the pipeline, I just feel like they shot their gun on it very quickly, but whatever. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I would have rather New Day versus Usos give them something great to do. <clears throat> some some sort of stipulation. It'd be amazing. But we are where we are. I think that the New Day is walking away with the titles. They've had they haven't had them in a little bit of while and a little bit of time. Um, and I just see that they get the title, they walk away with them, and from there, we kind of keep this triple threat thing going, unfortunately, with Kane's illegitimate songs. Cringeworthy. Now, if they do win, I am probably going to flip a lot of things in my girlfriend's house, because that's probably what I'm going to be watching. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of the most disappointing things of the weekend, and again, all due, due respect to Luke Harper... But uh, what I see happening, um, or, or what, what they should do, again, me fantasy booking, basically exactly where these um, Wyatt children are is where the authors of pain should be. The Usos should retain the title. They're over as faces. Authors of pain get called up, and they dethrone them. But, again, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm still pulling. Usos t- keep the straps. I wouldn't be mad at it. I think it's New Day, but I wouldn't be mad at the Usos. Next, we have Blandy Borton. We have 
Bobby Snooze, we have Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. Well, you, you hit it over the head. Uh, congrats to Randy Orton becoming a Grand Slam champion. I know no you're not cares. a fan. No um, but people will argue one day that he is, you know, a memorable figure in a lower point for WWE. Um, however, yes. I see him having a short U.S. title run. Uh, give the title back to Rusev. He is, aside from John Cena, the greatest United States champion of the past 10 years. No debate about it. Give him a belt back. I just want you all to remember, everyone who is under the sound of my voice, Rusev came out WrestleMania in a tank. I will never forget. And it was amazing. And his wife's hot, so he's he's always going to be winning. Exactly. Um, yeah, I feel like either you put on the Maharaja or Rusev because I feel the Un-Americans have been making the best with the title. They've been the best with, with the title. I just don't see why you wouldn't put it on gender or Rusev. More so Rusev because he's the most over and he deserves something at this point, man. Like he's literally, he's, he's one of the draws for SmackDown. I don't care what anyone says. He's, he's already done, done wonders with that belt. Why not? Why would he not do it again? Especially when he's so over. Yeah, I don't see why he would put the title back on him. He's only going to do great things with it. He has Aiden English with him. Can you imagine the the type of celebration he would have with Aiden English? Can you imagine the things that Aiden English is going to do? Even with gender, we've already seen the 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 uh, celebration he's had. And then you can have if that does happen, yeah. Rusev I need I need Aiden English <laughs> in like an American flag top hat. Singing the song. Absolutely. That's great. That's a great idea. Um, but, yeah, my choice for this is Rusev. He deserves it. He needs it. Um, it's Rusev. Oh, but the Intercontinental Championship, this is a match I'm getting excited about. The Miz versus Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. Monday Night Rollins. Um, Seth deserves it. Um, oh, and I know that you act, you guys were talking about that on an episode of Matt Madness. You don't recall him saying it. He definitely had a run where he was saying, Monday Night Rollins. I, I do recall you, you do, uh, reaching out to Pash and I about that. Um, either way, I, I love it. Uh, he's already, whether he never said it or he just started saying it, he is doing so much better with it than the Ro- Revival was doing it. He basically said, Revival, you know you... I said it a few times. You got to run with it. You did nothing with it. He took it back. He's running with it. Um, once upon a time, the Intercontinental Championship was not a prop. It was a championship for a workhorse. Seth Rollins wrestled on Monday Night Raw a little over a month ago for an hour and five minutes. Seth Rollins, I will argue, is arguably the greatest wrestler on the face of the earth. Um Within WWE's confines, the only argument right now is probably AJ Styles. Seth Rollins is amazing. He deserves to be Intercontinental Champion. He will complete it, and all three members of the Shield will not be the only three-man dude to all be WWE Champion at one point, but they will also be three men that are all been Grand Slam winners. I hope he leaves New Orleans with the Intercontinental Championship. He deserves it. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Seth as well. Um, Finn, 
I don't feel like Finn should have a title until they really get this thing with the Ballot Club all together. And I feel like that's a ball that they've dropped a lot, like with stables. With stables. Sadly, it's, sadly, it's impossible. But they really need to turn him heel. Yeah. Um. I mean the the Bullet Club, which obviously is where the Ballot Club came from, guys. Uh, it's a heel stable. Um. Yeah. And I don't see. I mean, obviously, he's smiling. He sells a lot of merch. He does the cool stuff with the fans. It's great, but turning him heel is not going to hurt him. It's not going to stop anything that the guy's already doing. He can still smile. He's still going to sell tons of merch. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know what WWE, their thing is. With, like, not turning people heel will obviously need to be heel. And then on top of that, you have them in stable and faction, but you don't have them together as much. And then you don't have them together wrecking shop. Like, I don't, you, you have him with Gallows and Anderson now. They should be attacking people in wrecking shop on, on, on Raw. One would think, but they just, again, they just like to drop the ball. They have something good, and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I definitely think uh, Rollins walked away with it. He deserves it. And I think he'll look great with that title. There's no, no doubt about it. Uh, we have Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Uh, I think this is long overdue. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I guess if we're going to have it, Mania's a place to do it. I think Nia Jax walks away with the title. It's about time that she has it. Definitely. This uh, long overdue accolade she deserves. She should have probably, before she was uh, qualified, she should have probably won the NXT Women's title. Uh, she's been called up for over a year now. Uh, she's going to leave Mania with the Women's Championship. Good for her. Um, we have Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. We have the Streak versus Queen or whatever they said. I forgot. But um, it's kind of the writing's kind of on the wall. I don't know. It's really not, though, because, like, Charlotte is the one that they've been using to, like, kill any steam that anyone has had going. And then you have Oscar, who's been undefeated thus far. Undefeated thus far. So what's the point of breaking it now? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think this is one of you know it's kind of with the SmackDown storylines. They haven't been able to develop like in argument to the WWE Championship. <laughs> they don't really need the storyline, but like they need a storyline to get you to believe Charlotte can actually beat her because this. It's, it's just one of those sad facts. It's like, okay, cool, she's she's going to lose. Charlotte does have a good <clears throat> argument, but I feel like she should have beat this argument into everyone's head. She could say streaks end in New Orleans, and she's coming to do the same thing. I feel like she should have been making a bigger deal about that. <clears throat> I think she should have as well. Um, yeah, I mean, the and deal- due to that, <clears throat> she's gonna she's gonna get her arm ripped out her socket. Oscar's leaving with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Me personally, I think the whole thing with Rousey coming in in the middle of those that that three that was there, like what Rumble was pointless because she's not facing any of those three, and I felt like they've been building Rousey and Charlotte from the women's uh, May Young Classic and things like that, and now you're not capitalizing on it. And I think it was a waste of time. <clears throat> well, if Laps listen to this, he'll be cursing up a storm about how this is Stephanie and Triple H's fault. Shots out the laugh. <clears throat> you gotta get on the show at some point, bro. Um, we have Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We are moving into 
<sighs> KO Mania. Three. And I don't know how this looks, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I don't know how it looks. I, I, the only way I see it going is that one of them pins Shane and they get back onto the card or somehow Brian turns on Shane and then it'll be what it is. Yeah, the stipulation really <laughs> did kill this match, uh, in my opinion, or which way it can play off. Uh, I love the idea of Daniel Bryan uh, pinning one or the other and maybe they go get a job or raw. Maybe they disappear for a month and then come back somehow. Uh, maybe like they come back to SmackDown after Daniel Bryan's completely done in the general manager role. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm more record. I was not a huge Daniel Bryan fan when he was an in-ring competitor. Um, I did love it. WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans when he did win the title because he really did fight up against a full faction and beat three guys from, you know, arguably one of the most popular factions of the past 15 years. Um, Good for Daniel Bryan. He's getting to do his his favorite thing in the world. I hope him and Shane win. And Shane hasn't gotten called a W since he's been back. Um, well, WrestleMania 30, I think, is the first WrestleMania that I, that was around the time I started fluently watching again. So, being that he gets to come back, and not only does he get to come back, but he gets to come back in the same city that he defied the odds, and I think it will be a great homecoming in its own way. Um, but I, it's no secret, I'm a Kevin Owens fan, I would rather him pin chain and get his job back and then they kind of like run amok through SmackDown again. Yeah. I and can't be mad and can't, if that's how it happens because I mean that's almost the way it should be. All right. So we're getting to the upper part of the card I guess or how it will be maybe. Seems like the big three. <clears throat> we have uh, Ronda Rousey Kurt Angle versus Stephanie McMahon Triple H. Um yeah, I've seen some rumors that Angle's her partner because The Rock couldn't participate. But if that's the truth, it's not a bad replacement except for Kurt Angle's knees, which I cringe at every time I see him wrestle or they do the wide shot and I see him in the ring standing. His knees hurt for me, and I dislike seeing his knees. But he's going to catch that W. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be. I think Ronda's going to pin Stephanie. Is that or make her submit? She should yeah. probably catch a pinfall, though, get her uh, accustomed to doing it. Well, I th- well, this match is going to say, it's going to tell us what she's, what her moveset is, movesets are going to look like. More yeah, I'm so. interested because her, her first two out of three uh, movesets this past week on Raw with Absolution, they were not so fluent. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, and it, it could have been. I don't know if it was her or if it was uh, <coughs> uh what's her face? Uh, the the one that supposedly the MMA chick on there. Uh, drawing the blank on her name. Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh. It was a move where I don't know if she was trying to grab her or something, but something happened where there was botch. Elbow, there was like some sort of botch there. Um, 
But I don't know. I'm just waiting to see. We'll see what she's able to do in the ring from this. And then from really what I want to know is what's going to happen with her moving forward. How is she going to be in a women's division? Or are they going to continue to just keep her around the whole <clears throat> Stephanie McMahon angle for a while? The only thing I think that would make sense is she's just got to start squashing people and then somehow get in line for a title picture. I really don't want her to do that. But we know that that's what's going to happen. <clears throat> but anyway... Picking Rousey and Angle to win. I think Rousey pins Stephanie. No doubt. <laughs> we have... Uh, I really hope this is the, the, the close of the show, but it probably won't. Uh, we have AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I agree with your opening segment, or opening statement. I mean, put it's, this, the, it's... Put this on last. It's the original um, title. I don't see why they wouldn't, but... I did, well, I do see why they wouldn't, but... I All I care is it, I hope this match delivers. I'm not even going to speak on who I think. I mean, I think Shinsuke should win because he won the Rumble. He needs the accolade. I just hope the match delivers. I'm excited. Uh, my, my heart doesn't drag me one way or the other. Um, I can see Shinsuke winning. I would really like to see also, which is it really is not a difference. Um, but um, I would like to see AJ win because his win at WrestleMania is beating Shane. Like his first sure. one, he lost to Jericho. Then the second one, he beats Shane, and then his third one, he loses to Nakamura and gets he loses the title. It kind of makes him look like it doesn't really. He can't deliver when it counts, almost, in my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'd rather him win and then Shinsuke kind of take it at the next pay-per-view or whatever. It it makes sense. It's hard to see which way it's going to go. So I'm just still, I'm still stoked that AJ Styles in the WWE. I watch him entering the Royal Rumble like every week. Such, such a good moment. So I'm just I'm still I'm so happy that he's he's this is his third WrestleMania he's going into and he's in the WWE like so and he's like on his forties and the dude he's a legit person who may be able to go into his fifties and still fluently wrestle. Potentially he could. But you know, we talked about AJ Styles and you talk about being in a good mood. If you want to ruin it, let's talk about the main event. Well, we have Brock or Brock. Lesnar Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns dun, 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 dun. the big dog Roman Reigns this match will happen in his yard at Wrestlemania I mean I think it's a, it could be almost funny I, I've already seen reports about saying how if Roman wins next year they can do a triple threat Brock, Cena and Roman for the title and it'd be the three guys that beat Taker at Mania. I don't want that. I don't want that either. Um, I never been avidly against Roman or anything. Uh, I'm a fan of him. He's great, but I've never wanted him to win a match so bad. Uh, I'm looking forward to him winning uh, and making that Universal Championship a focal point of Monday Night Raw. I will note this. I like Brock just as much as the next guy. <clears throat> However. <clears throat> He's ruined a many of card for whatever reason that was in his mind. I want Brock to go away. Sorry if you love Brock. I love Brock too. I want him to go away. 
You want to do, do the, you've been showing us, you've been wearing the UFC shirts with Dana uh, at the last pay-per-view or whatever that you were around or the last city you were around and you're up there taking pictures with Dana with the UFC shirt on. Just go and do the UFC thing. Go and do that. Go and do that. Get off the roids or whatever you were on. And then when Could, you get your behind couldn't beat say it again, better. yeah, when you get your behind beat again and you get humbled, then you come back and you work with everyone else, or just stay away. Just stay away. You robbed us of, a, of WrestleMania what two or three ago with Dean Ambrose. Dean's telling you he wants to take the punishment, and you're saying no. I don't understand. So if you're not going to play ball, stay away. We already know stay that you're not a far, people far person. Yeah, we already I'm, know that you're not I'm a so people person, which is cool. But if you're not going to give us what we want or give us anything close, bro, stay away. Just go away. Heyman could get another another Heyman guy. He's done it time and time again. Heyman is a timeless manager. He's a timeless advocate. The dude can can promote a mop. It doesn't matter. He'll find something else to do. Or he can go help an NXT. He can do anything. Heyman is Heyman. Is Heyman. But, I'm almost, and I love Heyman, in my argument, the greatest manager of all time. But it's at a point, like, if he wants Brock there so much, it, Paul can leave. That's how tired of Brock I am. Yeah, um, and, and there's, there's probably some other people who will kill you for saying he's the best manager of all time. However, I do agree with you. So, And I got, I got two words for them. I can't say it here. It's a family-friendly show. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about it off air. But, um, oh, I get it. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I, I just want Black to go away. You and me both, brother. So, before we end, I uh, want to get into something. I thought about it as you said it earlier. Um, who, in your opinion, are the five best wrestlers in WWE right now? Uh, right now. Uh, yes. In ring... Uh, speaking, I'm going to go Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, and Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Uh, so, actually, I, you know what? No knock to Finn Balor. I'm taking him out and replacing him with Cesaro. Mm. Mm. That's a good list. Maybe we should do top ten. Now we'll keep it at five. But there's easily a 10. Cesaro. Yeah, easily, yeah. There's easily a 10. Um, but Sheamus is underrated. Sheamus uh, is mean, underrated. R- Rusev, Sheamus. I mean, he, there, there's so many. I mean, you can go orn, orn and orn. Just- Sheamus did something a couple weeks ago that had me hollering. When uh, they, they were attacked by the tag division. And Titus Worldwide comes down. Sheamus does the Wakanda thing on his chest that says Wakanda forever to Titus O'Neil before Titus attacks him. <laughs> and I was hollering. He literally did the chest thing. Wakanda forever. <laughs> Tried to shake his hand. Oh, he's Titus so good. Him. He's I so good. So underrated. Shout out to Sheamus. We had the same birthday. <clears throat> um, But yeah, uh, for me, it's pretty much the same. I said AJ Styles. I said Seth Rollins. I said Kevin Owens. Uh, I also said Samoa Joe. Um, he's injured right now, so he's kind of the forgotten horse of the whole thing. But I said Samoa Joe, and I also said Chad Gable. Hmm. Okay. Can't be bad at that. However, yeah, Cesaro definitely is in the mix. Sheamus is in the mix. Rusev is in the mix. 
I mean, yeah, I, of course, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, yeah, oh my gosh, see? So big A, big A. A lot of great guys in it. So, and I, I really, I think they missed, they can still do it. I think they missed a mark with them having a lot of titles too. I think when they did the whole, we want all the gold bit, they should have really like made a push to put a lot of the gold on those dudes. I think they missed a mark. I agree. I agree. I just, want, I just want Big E. You know what, man? My dream goal for 2018: put the world title on Big E. Yep. And well, I know they, they, those two, Xavier and Big E, they want Kofi to get it. Um, they do. But uh, my argument: uh, no knock to Kofi. Big E deserves it more. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, um, but we'll see what that is. And we'll it's more believable. Is. Well, I think if they do, if they put it on Kofi, they're gonna have to. He's gonna hold his own, no doubt. But they're gonna have to do a lot of heel tactics as well to like keep the yeah. time on, just because of size, just because of the size thing to keep it believable. Pretty much like what the Miz does, almost. Hundred percent. So, all right, man. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to get into? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. World of pro wrestling where there's always another topic and always another thought. I um, I think that'll be it for now. Um, Just have me back soon. Let's do it again. Yeah, I'm trying to look through the room. I, mean, I don't see anything necessarily to talk about. So, it's definitely a wrestling-heavy episode. Usually, I snip in some UFC. There's been a lot of events going on lately, but... We we'll have the Tony Ferguson versus Khabib uh, Nagamadoff and uh, Rose Namajunas versus Joanna Jacek. Those are Three all match. tongue twisters. All of those are tongue twisters. <clears throat> uh, we'll have that coming up soon, so we'll touch on that probably the next episode. We'll also touch on the uh, the results of all of this stuff the next episode, and uh, hopefully Ryan will be back around for episode twenty five. Uh, this will be a special episode in itself because Eck, you are a special guy. Well, I appreciate that. So, uh, typically, uh, Alo is good at doing all the merchandise stuff. I literally always forget that thing, like those things. So, uh, if you will go to the latest episode of the Matt Magnus Weekly Show, you go to the end, listen to what Alo is trying to sell to you, and go and buy those things. And buy two. Buy two of those things. Uh, Matt Madness is the uh, what is it? Matt Madness is the Madness that is the only promo code that's still working on in this. Uh, uh, Matt Madness. Matt Madness. And if we not, do try have Madness. Try, try either. Yeah. If not, try, be good. try all of them. So, uh, Eck, this is the end of it. Anything you want to say is ending remarks. Thank you for welcoming me to the house of Don Cor. Always, always a pleasure. So, this is the face of the hill, the mouth of the bout, whole weapon podcast, Donnie Wrestling. Donnie Mundo, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, Don Strowman, Don DiBiase, the Don of a New Nation, the Don Voltine Dream, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, a.k.a. the man that gravity remembered. And before we leave, why the hell did you let Alo trade me to Cleveland? I had nothing to do with that, and this is the best in the world at Two Fly signing out. This is bigger than me, yeah. I'm just making it clear. Give me the space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear, and we in the fifth gear, and you know we don't care. 
if they with or they against We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense The scene is finna switch, my team got it on clinch If the scene that you ain't green, then we gon' lean at your expense This angle, but has a twist, just to heal one for a real one Left lane deals for a real one, and they know the fake from the real ones You hear that guitar riff, they switch up the stance quick They think we want Hollywood, you can't understand it You see who I stand with, my team is outstanding We came with a plan, but see your plans with you handed You hear that guitar riff, they switch up the stance quick They think we want Hollywood, you can't understand it You see who I stand with, my team is outstanding We came with a plan, but see your plans with you handed